On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. No, no, no. Stick around. Hang out with us. Cool. Yeah, we'll stay and hang around with you. Stream the show on the free ESPN app or on your Alexa, Google, or Siri smart speaker. Turn it up! Turn it up! Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. Are you crying? Oh, my Lord. I am sorry, honey. Please don't. Could you get your daddy on the phone? Don't hang up, please. I- it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, here's Ken LaVica. Ah, yes, the Ryder Cup, where drunk, white, old men Americans yelled xenophobic things at Europeans. It's a time-honored tradition, but is it the most patriotic? It's a Friday edition of Ken LaVica Live featuring Coquel here on ESPN 106.3, free ESPN app, and on your smart speaker. And uh, we're hanging out for the next hour. We've got a lot planned for you, including the newest TV voice of the Philadelphia 76ers, Kate Scott. She's going to jump on with us. Uh, Spoiler alert, not much 76ers talk. uh, More beer talk, more uh, barbecue talk, and uh, more uh, talk about uh, me being an abject broadcast failure. But the Ryder Cup starts today in Wisconsin at Whistling Straits. And if you've uh, never seen Whistling Straits... It is like a different planet. Uh, You think of Wisconsin, you think some farms and cheese and uh, maybe some some rolling green hills. This looks like something straight out of out of England. It is really bizarre. And so the United States and Europe tee off today in the Ryder Cup. And I jump on Twitter. And the first thing that I see this morning is a tweet from the PGA Tour where there's a massive humanity around the first tee at Whistling Straits, and they're singing Sweet Caroline. <sighs> You're up by ten and a half. Uh, is, there, is there a more overrated song that's been adopted by sports that's become so grating and overbearing and unlistenable than Sweet Caroline? I mean, come on. Uh, it's so corny and so cheesy, and it, I, I suppose that's why it fits so well with uh, with something like the uh, the Ryder Cup. But the Ryder Cup always brings out this brand of patriotism that either can make sports really, really special and really, really fun, or just really, really corny. I tend to think that the Ryder Cup is exceedingly corny, because let's think about it. You've got American golfers and then European golfers going against one another. You've got Team USA and then a collection of countries from Europe that are competing against one another. And it just seems all so random. It all seems so completely concocted to bring out the USA chance. And it's been around for quite a while, several decades at this point. But it happens every two years. There's, there's no way that American sports fans are so invested in Jordan Spieth 
or in Brooks Kepka or in Justin Thomas that they absolutely savor the opportunity every two years to drape themselves in the American flag and cheer for Bryson DeChambeau to hit a solid five iron. I'm not trying to diminish the Ryder Cup, but the Ryder Cup loves to frame itself in this patriotic cloud, loves to uh, make you think that this is for America. When in reality, it's just a bunch of rich dudes who are getting together for a hit around. And then you put some flags on some shirts and you have the red, white, and blue and you pay some money, you get drunk and you start chanting USA. Like that's what the Ryder Cup is. Nobody is passionate enough, at least in my orbit, nobody's passionate enough about the game of golf to where it matters to them if there's American superiority. Like, sorry. Hey, fine. Is it is it fun to see a competition between some of the world's best golfers and you have it in teams as opposed to stroke play where it's every man for himself? Yeah, that's cool. The concept's good. I'll watch because I like the concept. I'm a sucker for that sort of thing. And honestly, I'm a little bit of a meatball, so I'm a sucker too for seeing the American flag put on stuff. But to say that this is the pinnacle of American sport, and and, and I, I was on social media last night and someone on Twitter tried to tell me why the Ryder Cup was so important. It's not that important. It's fun. It's not important. And there's never, honestly, there's never been a Ryder Cup, not even 99 in Brookline, with... That incredible comeback from the U.S. where I've thought to myself, damn it, I'm proud to be an American after the U.S. won the Ryder Cup. And it's been a couple of Ryder Cups now since the U.S. won. Uh, It's cool. It's fun. I'm into it. But is it the most patriotic sporting event? Absolutely not. Is it the one that puts goosebumps on my arms and has me standing and belting the national anthem? No. And I'm not past that. I'll be that guy. But I'll be that guy for a sporting event that actually inspires me to do that. And the sporting event that most inspires me to do that is the World Cup. Because the World Cup, only four years, every four years, there's a lead up to it. There's a build up to it. There's a dramatic qualifying process in the lead up to it. That's grueling in and of itself. And then you actually get there. And it's such an international spectacle. Like the Ryder Cup, there's pockets of people that care in this country. There's pockets of people that care in Europe. And then everybody else goes about their day. The world stops for the World Cup. And I think what helps too is that I also have a soft spot for the underdog. It's very hard for me to paint my face red, white, and blue, and have me wake up to read the preamble of the Constitution when the U.S. goes in as an overwhelming favorite, like they do in the Olympics or the World Basketball Championships or 
at least in some cases, the World Baseball Classic. In the Olympics, you know that the U.S. is always going to be at the top of the medal count. The only, the only Olympic sport where I can get up and get into, oh, hell yeah, uh, from sea to shining sea, it, it, it's, it's hockey. It's the U.S. hockey team because you've got Russia, you've got Canada, and damn it if it isn't the most satisfying thing to beat Canada. But my patriotism in sports lies with soccer, the men's side, the women's side, and the World Cup in particular. And it's largely because the United States is always going to be, on the men's side, a big underdog. No matter the strides they've made, no matter the talent they have, the Christian Pulisic, the Weston McKinney, if he ever plays for the U.S. men's national team again, even going back to the Clint Dempsey's and the Landon Donovan's, the United States is always going to be the underdog. Was, is, and will. Because there's always Brazil. There's always France. There's always Germany. There's always England. There's always Colombia. There's always Mexico. The U.S. is never going to be the best team in the world in soccer. They're just not. And I think that's what pulls me in. That's why I gravitate towards it. Because in America, we love an underdog story. But I am taking it an extra step further. I love when the U.S. is an underdog story. And there isn't a hell of a lot of things that we can claim any longer that the U.S. is an underdog. Unless you're talking about uh, available health care and education. Other than that... I mean, it, we've, we've pretty much been at the top of the heap for quite some time now. And so for me, the World Cup, that's the most patriotic sporting event. That's the one that gets you most riled up. That's the one where I'm going to go to a bar and I'm going to stand on a table and I'm going to sing the national anthem. I'm going to put a hand over the heart and I'm going to get that done. Because that is where it's at. Not the Ryder Cup. And again, it's fun. Like, I'm going to watch this weekend. I like when the best players in the world in a particular sport gets to face off against one another. And for the most part, that is the definition of the Ryder Cup. And then you add in the element of teams and U.S. versus Europe. Like, cool. Yeah, awesome. But am I passionate about it? No. No. Am I passionate about U.S. swimming? No. U.S. gymnastics? Nah. The U.S. basketball team, it's more fun when they struggle. And then they have to fight back. I enjoyed the Olympics because they weren't a sure thing. Like, I was into that. Soccer, the World Cup in particular, where the whole world is watching, and the U.S. is on that stage as the underdog, the spunky underdog... The potential feel-good story, that's what I lap up. That's what I eat up. That I'm into. I'm always for the good Olympic story, the good American Olympic story. But am I setting an alarm to take that in? No. Do I miss a second of the United States in the World Cup? No. Do I miss a second of U.S. soccer in World Cup qualifying? No. Because that's where the passion is. That's the world sport, and the U.S. is not even close to being dominant in the world sport. 
And that's why, as an underdog story, I'm willing to throw all my inhibitions aside and be Joe America. That's my kind of thing. I'm into that. What is the most patriotic sporting event? What is the most patriotic sporting event? Because I think that there are a lot of different ways you could go here. On social media, at ESPN West Palm, Ben Reese tweets, the Olympics in the United States, the World Cup in England is the most patriotic sporting event, and in Europe and South America. Yep. Yeah, I think that's fair. The Olympics in the U.S., I think that's probably accurate if you want to go by TV metrics and if you want to go by the amount of advertising dollars that's spent on that. I mean, NBC. (laughs) NBC absolutely makes a killing off of that, but, man, do they spend an awful lot as well. Uh, Psychopath tweets, the Olympics. This seems to be a trend here in the U.S. (laughs) Evan Cohen, who you hear commercial free 5 o'clock, Every day here on ESPN 106.3, he tweets, Holyfield fights. Evan, that is a magnificent entry on social media. If you saw the Vitor Belfort fight against Evander Holyfield, you know what Evan's talking about. That was um, that was arguably the uh, the worst that uh, America has to offer all in uh, all in one spot. Jayco tweets any NASCAR race. So this is this is where I think is a good jumping off point to tell you why like patriotism isn't and shouldn't be a thing in our domestic leagues. Like it, it's it's one thing when you're your team, your country is going up against another country. It's another thing when you go to an NFL game, a, a random like Jaguars-Texans game, and you bring an American flag, or like the, the people that caught the cat at Hard Rock Stadium at the Miami-Appalachian State game. And they say, oh, yeah, we bring the American flag to every game. Why? What are you trying to, what are you trying to prove? Like, when you go into Hard Rock Stadium for a college football game featuring the Miami Hurricanes and Team X, what is your intended effect by bringing the American flag to the game? You certainly can. Fine. It's, it's what you enjoy. But why? What's the point? Like, are you hoping that all of a sudden there's going to be a flash mob that's going to start belting out the national anthem at the sight of your flag? I don't get that. In football, we love that fake patriotism. We love the flyovers, and we love the American flag that stretches goal line to goal line, and we love our celebrities and our recording artists performing the national anthem. That's not a patriotic sporting event. That's a league and a a, a game a sport like football that just drapes itself in red, white, and blue for marketing purposes. Trust me when I tell you, as someone in the business, there is not a whole lot of, there, there is absolutely not a whole lot of, of, of genuine feeling that goes into the NFL trying to put forth its best red, white, and blue foot. A lot of that's an act. A lot of that's for money. A lot of that's for attention. It's not pure. Like NASCAR, the NFL, Major League Baseball, the National Anthem before games, all that stuff. 
That's not patriotism. That's just trying to keep in your good graces. But a patriotic sporting event? That's the World Cup. That's where I'm going to put on that U.S. flag. And I'm going to pray to Uncle Sam. And I'm going to get myself all lathered up in the name of the United States of America. The World Cup's where it's at. So the Ryder Cup is fun. And it starts today. And I'm going to pump my fist. And I'm going to pull for Justin Thomas. I'm going to pull for Brooks Kepka to not complain for three straight days, which I know is very, very difficult for him because he loves, loves, loves to whine and moan. But am I going to wake up thinking, oh, hell yeah, it's Ryder Cup day. No. With the World Cup, I absolutely do that. Tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. What is the most patriotic sporting event? Got a lot of Olympics, but I think the World Cup is top-notch because it truly is an international affair, and it's an accessible international affair, and it's a sport that most everybody knows. The Olympics are patriotic, yes, but how often are you watching uh, are, 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 are you watching pentathlons outside of the Olympics? Hard to get up for a sport you never watch. Oh, rowing. I don't care. I'll look at the, the, the ESPN app to see if the U.S. meddled in that. The World Cup is the most patriotic sporting event. Maybe you think it's the Ryder Cup. Tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. What is the most patriotic sporting event? Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Dr. Jim Reardon. 22 years at the helm. He is the man in charge. He is the man who is uh, guiding his students into the sports industry. And there are so many success stories. Go to fau.edu slash MBA sport where you can see it all. fau.edu slash MBA sport. Spring semester classes. Sign up for them now in the FAU MBA sport management program. The title sponsor of Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel. Kate Scott coming up. She is the new television voice of the Philadelphia 76ers. She is going to end up being the second female to become the full-time voice of an NBA team, and she is awesome. She is a ton of fun, and uh, she's going to join us in about 15 minutes' time. We also have uh, some Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach, red light, green light on this Friday edition of Ken Levick Alive. I want to tell you real quick, though, about True Freedom Therapy, True Freedom Therapy in Palm Beach Gardens. Hey, guys, it's just a fact. As you get older, uh, biology tells you that... Uh, down below, things aren't going to work as well as they did when you were in your uh, your prime. But it used to be, well, that's just how it is. Technology is a wonderful thing. Science is a wonderful thing. That's not the case anymore. You can reverse the effects of aging. Maybe not anywhere else in your body, but down in that area where a lot of men take a lot of pride, you can absolutely reverse that. You can sort of press the reset button using the soft wave therapy at True Freedom Therapy. The soft wave therapy, what is that? Well, it's sound waves. It's sound waves that are used to open up your capillaries, used to open up 
your blood flow. That's the key. Erectile dysfunction, what causes it? Why is it so debilitating? Well, it's a, it's a lack of blood flow. And what this soft wave therapy, true freedom therapy does is it opens up the blood vessels and everything starts to move again. And suddenly there's more feeling. Suddenly there's more muscle contraction. Suddenly uh, things are operating uh, like they were intended to by nature. That's the great thing about true freedom therapy. And that's the great thing about this soft wave therapy that it's also FDA approved. So you don't have to worry about that. Uh, and the consultation is free at True Freedom Therapy. There's a lot of places in the area that are just dinging you with costs. Oh, pay for this, pay for this, pay for this, pay for this. Not at True Freedom Therapy. They are so confident in the soft wave therapy at True Freedom up there in Palm Beach Gardens uh, that they're saying, hey, come on in. Let us teach you about it. We've got all the information for you. Let you make your decision. Uh, but we know that uh, this is something that is tried and true and FDA approved. Uh, sometimes it's one session. Sometimes it's two sessions. The best thing is uh, they are not going to just jack your money from you. They want to make sure you get results. These sessions, by the way, are just 15 minutes. I've gone through the soft wave therapy. I sat there for 15 minutes, received the therapy. At 37, I felt I needed a tune-up. Uh, and uh, that is something that, you trust me, your partner is probably noticing uh, right along with you. You're not hiding anything. So even those of you, you, you partners where you think that uh, your your partner is having some, some issues downstairs, go ahead and have the discussion. Don't keep ED in the dark. Don't keep lack of performance in the dark because there's a solution for it. This is common, guys. True Freedom Therapy. TrueFreedomTherapy.com. Get a hold of True Freedom Therapy. Uh, and go up to Palm Beach Gardens. Go ahead and get your free consultation with our guy Josh up there. This is Potential Life Changer. True Freedom Therapy and TrueFreedomTherapy.com. We'll come back. A little red light, green light. How in God's name are the Carolina Panthers and Sam Darnold 3-0? and We'll discuss that and more. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Levick. I know you're gone. We still a team. Through your family, I'll fill your dreams. In the future, can't wait to see if you open up the gates for me. Reminisce sometime. Night they took my friend. Try to black it out, but it plays again. When it's real, feelings hard to conceal. Can't imagine all the pain I feel. Give anything to hear half your breath. I know you're still living your life after death. Welcome right in to Ken LaVica Live here on ESPN 106.3. Ken, the big-time play-by-play guy, has his big FAU game versus Air Force this weekend. We also, you guys know, we have the great broadcast on Learfield Sports. Division One big-time football with Mike Golick Sr. and Kate Scott. One of the best football broadcasts you will ever hear. Well, those two big-time play-by-play guys just wanted to hang out and didn't want to include old Coquel. Well, it's a play-by-play off. Kate Scott and Ken Lavica. Here's their conversation. Uh, we have some uh, play-by-play royalty with us here on Ken Lavica Live on this Friday. It is really, really good. 
to to chat with her. And uh, you hear her Saturdays, most Saturdays here on ESPN 106.3. College football Saturday night presented by Learfield, and it'll be Stanford, it'll be UCLA, and Kate Scott will be on the call along with Mike Golick and Kate Scott with us here on ESPN 106.3. Kate, first things first, uh, thanks for hanging out with us for a little bit. And uh, second of all, uh, what's it been like just sort of traveling the country here over the last three weeks? I know you were out in Athens for Georgia and South Carolina last weekend. How do you like the uh, the college football jet-setting life here? Oh, my goodness. Well, first of all, Ken, thanks for having me. It's great to finally catch up. Yeah. I hope you were talking about yourself when you were saying play-by-play royalty. <laughs> oh, I appreciate you, that. You cover a little bit of everything, my friend, <laughs> even though you focus on the mediocre in your Twitter bio. I, I, know, I know where it's really oh, at. I appreciate um, you, Kate. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Lower the expectation, then you're never disappointed. Right? Absolutely. That's, how I live my that, life. that's a life motto for sure. Right? Then you're not disappointed. Anyway, so it's great to be on with you, man. Thanks for having yep, me. For sure. And yeah, I the the jet setting of the past number of weeks, especially after what all of us have been through the past year and a half, right? And are still going through. Um, you know, so many of us who were so used to traveling every week for nine, ten months a year, and all of a sudden that came to a screeching halt in March of 2020. So it's been so wonderful to get back on the road, to interact with people, to see just how, how truly happy, right? We were all happy mm-hmm. to go to the games before, but after having it taken away and getting to go back, there's just, I think, an added layer of joy. And, and to get to go to such great college towns, like you mentioned, being in Athens last week, being in Starkville, it was my uh-huh. first trip to Starkville, I can still actually hear the cowbells ringing in my ears. <laughs> Um, and now this weekend, getting to take a little bit of a break, which is really nice since I'm out here in the Bay Area and getting to call, call UCLA at Stanford. It's, it's great. So I'm having a blast. And you know, Mike Golick, I mean, I still have no idea why he agreed to work with me. <laughs> I'm, I'm not asking any questions. I'm just having a blast getting to know him better. Kate, it feels like, and, and while you have fun and you can hear it on, uh, on the broadcast, I, I get the sense for Golick, this is just sort of like an extended vacation for him. <laughs> right? It's pretty much, uh, and I've been trying to teach him about the social medias. That's one of our goals for the season. He's, go- he's going to teach me, you know, cover three and all these things that I maybe don't know uh-huh. as much about as I want to. And, and I'm just going to teach him about social media because it's really a food tour that we're like kind of moonlighting as a college football <laughs> game every Saturday uh-huh. because that's the big focus of every weekend. Where are we eating on Friday night? What are we having for breakfast on Saturday morning? And do we have any time to get some local beers after the yeah. game on Saturday? I tell you what, um, but, uh, but, we're in the same boat. We do that uh, within the Conference USA world with FAU. So right? I feel like we're kindred spirits here. <laughs> well, and the best part was, since we're talking beer, and, and then I'll let you steer the conversation again. We were, uh, I, I think it was week one. Yeah, we were down in Houston for week one for, for Texas Tech Houston. And we, all three of us, Mike, our producer, Tom, and me, that's kind of the trio on the road. Yeah. We, lo- we love beer. And like you, we love like experience and lo- the local flavor, right? So just go in, hey, give me the local. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and apparently our server, not not that knowledgeable about the beer <laughs> brought us brought us three modelos so we 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 all are fans we all drank it and that has already been the joke so uh what locals do you have any modelo on tap or anything so <laughs> but hey, yeah i, I mean do, mike's just having a blast that's awesome and i so, love when worse comes to worse you don't discriminate from the beer standpoint you're just going to go with it so that that's the way come to on. Be. it's it's cold it's in front of me i'm, I'm not going to be rude i'm going to take care of business i love that i love that so so you've been houston 
you've been Starkville, you've been Athens, like for me, and this is just my um, my my maybe my my regional stereotype of all of those. <laughs> yeah. But that sounds like that's barbecue. Like the local stuff is directing you towards barbecue, and it might be a little bit yep. different this week. Yep. Yep. Exactly. That's totally what it's been, and. <laughs> the joke also has been we pretty much need to be like on either a juice or salad diet Monday through Thursday <laughs> uh-huh. because there is no dieting uh, during the weekend. Mike is great. I mean, you see what great shape he's in since a lot of us saw him last, right, on ESPN uh-huh. a couple of years ago. He's in fantastic shape. He's waking up early every Saturday morning working out before we go to breakfast. Meanwhile, I'm like, I need to get my beauty sleep, Mike. <laughs> I, I really... I need to make space for all the barbecue we're going to be having. But, yeah, we had some great barbecue in Starkville and more last week. So we'll get a little pause. Uh, I'm not going to take them to any vegan places in the (laughs) Bay Area this week. I told them I wouldn't do that. (laughs) But I'm sure there will be, like, whole wheat pasta options Uh and gluten-free options that they will roll their eyes at, and then we'll get the regular stuff. Uh, they, they, they can deal with it at least for one weekend. Uh, <laughs> right, one week. I'm trying to help them reset uh, exactly. next week. When we're going just... to Oklahoma State, I think. So. Yeah, yeah, you've got, a, you've got to have one week of clean living before you go to the uh, the, the Big Thank 12 you. there. Yeah, uh, 95-7 the game, uh, part of the 95-7 the game family, Kate Scott. But, of course, you hear her college football Saturday night presented by Learfield right here on ESPN 106.3. And Kate hanging out here with us on Ken Levick a lot on ESPN 106.3. What did you think of Athens under the lights? I um, Just a, a, a quick story. I uh, called one game there. FAU played Georgia back in 2013. Yeah, because Aaron Murray was still the quarterback. And it was actually a night that they were unveiling a new UGA. So at halftime, everybody stands up and they start going crazy and this wrinkly white bulldog is being brought out on a golf cart and then they like Simba him at midfield. I've never seen anything like it before and there's like 92,000 people roaring in the stands and then he's got an air-conditioned house and the whole thing, is it made me feel so insignificant. What was Athens Under the Lights, that experience for you last weekend? Oh, that's hilarious. I know. Ugga's house, as you mentioned, uh, they're now on Ugga X. That's what they okay. call him, not Ugga okay. 10. It's Ugga X. Um, I'm pretty sure his little house that is on the sideline uh, at Sanborn Stadium would rent for about 1.2 <laughs> here in the Bay Area. Yes. Uh, so I was quite jealous of that. But it was, as you mentioned, I mean, 92,000, especially, again, on top of the fact that we've been calling games either off-monitor or in empty stadiums yeah. for the past year and a half. Yeah. Like, it was... It was awesome, especially since the team is playing so well and giving the fans so much to cheer about. And it was nice because, again, California girl, so the, the 78 degrees with 80% humidity at the 7 o'clock kick, you know, that, that's decent. It's yeah. doable. Um, there's, not, there's not too much butt sweat at that point. <laughs> um, and then in the fourth quarter, again, under the lights, I know pretty much every school does this now, but it, the lights go out, everybody turns on the lights on their cell phone, and uh-huh. it's like you're at this massive outdoor concert, and they did, there was a moment where they trotted Ugga over in front of the student section, and the huge cheer went up, so it was just great. Again, I try to tell people out here on the West Coast who always are complaining, oh, it's, it doesn't mean more in the SEC or Conference USA, or, and I'm like, guys, it, 
It does. Yeah, yeah, I'm <laughs> like, with you. We, we, we have a great vibe. It's, it's a very West Coast, and, when, you know, Austin and Oregon sells out. The Rose Bowl and UCLA, it is awesome, but it's just different. So for me, who's grown up a college football fan, to, to get to go to Starkville, to get to go to Athens, like, I'm so excited. We're going to Stillwater, as I mentioned, mm-hmm. in a couple weeks. So, so it's just great as somebody who's always admired these places from afar to finally get to experience it, even if it's for only five or six hours in one Saturday. I actually, uh, I think you may have found a new slogan for the Pac-12. It's a vibe. Like, they're trying to find themselves. You might as well just embrace that. That's perfect. I love that. There you go. There you go. Uh, If you can find us, it's a vibe. Yeah, if you can find us, it's a vibe. Absolutely. Uh, Kate Scott with us here on uh, on ESPN 106.3. And again, she's on the call of Stanford UCLA uh, College Football Saturday Night with Golick, uh, presented by Learfield here on ESPN 106.3. You are the, the first woman to call play-by-play for an NFL game on radio you have done a lot of trailblazing things uh, I just I would be remiss if I didn't have you and I didn't I, I didn't ask you about this because we have a lot of um, of our female interns that that come through through here uh, and and you ask them hey what, what do you aspire to be and almost to a T and I bet you can uh, already predict them I'm about to say yeah. it's sideline yeah. reporter and uh, yeah like that's fine if, if if you aspire to be that great and I know you've done sideline work as well but I get the sense that's what they say because that's all they they see. The representation matters in the business. And so for you, how did you sort of bust out of that sort of that 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 mold that, oh, this is the expectation or this is the ceiling and get into the play by play realm? Yeah, totally. Uh, Great question. And like so many uh, of the women that you're working with. I was in the same boat when I was coming out of college, which was not that long ago. You know, I graduated yeah. from Cal um, back in 2005. And, and at that time, I thought, okay, I want to work in sports, so I can either be an anchor or I can be a sideline reporter. Um, and I've done both of those things, and, and to do them extremely well is much harder than I expected going in, right? Because mm-hmm. I think it's really easy to scoff and like, ah, sideline. Yeah, to, to be an okay sideline reporter, it's easy because you don't do much. But to be a great one, the, yeah. the people who we really see working it, yeah. we can all tell the difference, those of us who are sports fans. But um, it took people pushing me because, again, Beth Mullins and Pam Ward were just starting to call college football. You know, Mountain West games at like 9 o'clock here on the West Coast yeah. when I was in college. Not until like my junior year did I think, oh, that's weird. There's there's a woman calling football. But even then, it didn't click because there was only a couple of them, right? So it took after college. I had done radio. I'd done television. But again, reporting. I'd done writing. And it took my first producer, a guy named Paul Aldrich, who we were working on Cal's you know, 30-minute highlight show back in the day. And he got uh, to produce a, a high school football package out here in the Bay Area. Called me up and he's like, hey, Kate, I want you to do play-by-play. And I said, Paul, you're freaking crazy. I've never <laughs> called a game. And he said, yeah, but all the dudes I'm going to ask have never called a game either. Mm-hmm. It's high school football. Like, this is where you start. And I know you know football, so why don't you just dive in? And if you suck, five people are going to watch it. Like, it doesn't matter, sure, you know? Sure, sure. Um, so I'm so thankful that he pushed me to do that because I did it. And it... It didn't suck, but it wasn't great. It's definitely not on my resume resume reel anymore. But I, as, as you know, Ken, like it was the rush, right? It was yeah. such a blast. Yeah. Like as somebody who played sports growing up, you do all this prep, but then the game starts, and who knows what's going to happen? Right. So you're not reading off a teleprompter again. Love all that stuff. Have so many friends who do that, but it's just my cup of tea. Since the first time I did it was play by play, and then I think it's just been. Because of what you said, like, who does the hiring in this industry? It's, mm-hmm. it's mostly guys at this mm-hmm. point. And I've been so lucky to, as you mentioned, 
run into the 49ers who a number of years ago had heard me on KNBR and 95.7 out here in the Bay and were like, well, Kate sounds great. She knows her stuff. She's doing play-by-play. Let's give her the opportunity, right? Same with NBC years ago with, with basketball and hockey. Same with Learfield, you know, this year, calling college football. I was like, yep. are you guys sure? <laughs> <laughs> Kate, stop it. Yes, we know that you can do this. And my dog is excited that she's barking in the background. <laughs> um, so, so I've been lucky to have people believe in me before I believed in myself. And now that I'm here and love it and have done it for so many years, I'm hoping to be, as you mentioned, that that person and, you know, my friend Lisa just got hired a couple of weeks ago to be the new uh, play-by-play for the Bucks. Uh-huh. I know Tiffany Green is a good friend of mine with you guys down in Florida. She's doing the HBCU football yep. for ESPN. Like, it, we all are in communication and are supportive of each other, which is awesome. And it's important to all of us to, to do this and to, to really kick ass at it, you know, so that the people who do the hiring know that we can do it, that the next generation sees, oh, I, I should get into this, because that's, that's the big regret I have. I, all the reps that you and probably every other guy got in college because they knew that they, they would have an opportunity mm-hmm. to do this, I, I didn't do that because I didn't think I could do this right, in college. Right, so right. that's my hope is that younger and younger people who want to do this, regardless of who they are or what they sound like, start to see more diversity when it comes to those of us who are calling games. So they go in early in their careers in college and could do the reps that nobody hears and then can call their own high school football packages, you know? So, so I was just lucky to run into lots of wonderful, supportive people who I thought were crazy at the time, but now who I, <laughs> who I call and text and say, man, thanks for seeing that all those years ago because I sure didn't. And uh, can I take you out to dinner? Because I'm here because of you. Well, that that's awesome, and that flat out rules. And you are absolutely outstanding. Uh, and, and this is colleague to colleague. Like you are uh, a, a, as good as it gets. And again, we're talking college football. We're talking NFL. We're talking U.S. Women's National Team. You heard Kate on the call FS1. If you were watching against Paraguay the other night in that eight nothing win for the United States women, Kate is versatile. She does it all. And you said that your first couple of rec, uh, reps high school football kind of sucked. It's not something you would put on your resume. <laughs> So I wanted you, Kate, if you would indulge me, I wanted you to hear my first ever Division One college football oh, touchdown yes. call. So let's go I back to this. we're going to go back to the yesteryear, 2009. <laughs> this is my first ever college football call, Florida Atlantic at Nebraska. So me, okay. 23 years old, and I'm nervous. And you've got 95,000 red-clad, vociferous Nebraska <laughs> fans. Yep. This is when they were still good. And uh, uh-huh. this, I want you to listen to my first ever Division One touchdown call here it is okay lee back to throw three-step drop looking fires he has a man it's caught he makes him over the 20 he's to the 15 10 to the five it's a touchdown a florida atlantic score All right a nebraska score on the play whoops uh, so that was that was uh, the first ever uh, my my first ever college touchdown. So a- anytime you feel bad about your high school roots, just know that that was my first go of it with a touchdown call. That was great. I thought I was listening to Keith Jackson. Man, that was awesome. Well, and that I love that you play that and lean into it because that's such an important thing for the next generation too, right? Like, yeah. It's all about getting reps. We all make mistakes. It's just that when you talk for a living, you're going to say stuff and think, oh, crap, did that really just happen? (laughs) I mean, I misidentified people because we were calling off Monitor Tuesday night, and I'm like, this is a freaking U.S. Women's National Team. You know who all these players are. What are you doing? But But somebody told me early in my career, if you're not embarrassed by what you did last year, you're not 
working hard enough and improving fast enough. So look at you now, Ken. Ah, look at you now. Ah, damn, man, man, I am uplifted by Kate <laughs> Scott as well. You can you can hear <laughs> you can hear Kate every Saturday night, uh, college football Saturday night from Learfield. Her and Golick are one hell of a listen, and uh, they are going to be on the call of UCLA and Stanford from Palo Alto that Saturday night. That's tomorrow night here on ESPN 106.3. Kate, really, really good to uh, catch up with you, and uh, let's do this again later on in the season. Okay. Sounds awesome, Ken. Have a great call this weekend. Thanks for having us on. We appreciate y'all and uh, try to give you a shout out tomorrow night. And yeah, talk again soon. Thanks, Ken. Big time talent right there in that conversation between Kate Scott and Ken Lavica. Me and Ken are back together next for Red Light, Green Light on Ken Lavica Live. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. Here's Ken Lavica. Featuring Kel, don't forget to check out the podcast. It's free. It's wherever you get your podcast. I mean, literally anywhere you get your podcast. We don't discriminate. We have we have we have sent it to every single conceivable place. I'm talking America. I'm talking Kazakhstan. I'm talking Cambodia. You can access this podcast absolutely everywhere. And again, subscribe to it. It comes right to your device. Man, technology is great. Kelovic Alive featuring Kokel, the podcast at the conclusion of every day show here on ESPN 106. Three. He's Coquel. I'm Levicka. We're about to get to a Greenway Kia West Palm Beach uh, red light, green light. But before that, I want to make sure that I tell you about the great things at Greenway Kia. My Kia K5 GT, that's a great thing. The customer service at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, that's a great thing. The easy location, half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport on Military Trail, that's a great thing. Uh, the fact that you're going to be a forever customer, that's a great thing. That's Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, their credit clinic. Oh boy, is that a great thing because no matter how bad your credit is, and man, have Coquel and I been there, no matter how bad your credit is, they are working to get you an automobile no matter your circumstance. Want to know why? Because they give a crap. Uh, that's rare. That is rare. In a business, in an industry where really the bottom line is what everybody's aiming for, no, 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 no. They're looking to create family, and that's so overdone in the car buying industry. It's it, it's the absolute truth at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. I trust them. You'll trust them and you'll love your brand new Kia. Check out the selection online, GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. That's GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. And Coquel, speaking of, let's get into Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach, red light, green light. Time for Ken and Coquel to decide if they want to stop or go. Red light, stop. Green light, go. Red light stop, green light go, red stop, green go, red light, green light, now you know. Red light, green light is driven by Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. All right, Coquel, red light, green light, if you could, per tradition, please tell me how to do this. Well, can you ever see that fancy old segment by yourself? I've heard of it. Yes. 
It's nothing like that. We're not buying anything. We're not selling anything. We're going with something if it's a green light and we're stopping, not selling. They both start with S, but two totally different words after that. We're stopping if we don't like it. We would not modify anyone else's idea. That is the point here with Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach, red light, green light. Coquel, let's get going with number one. Our, our electrical standings is completely our own idea also. Which yeah, is- yeah, we didn't take that from anything either or mock anybody with that at all. No, 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 no. All right, Ken, red light or green light. After last night's 24 to 9 win over the Texans, the Panthers are now NFC contenders and have found their franchise quarterback in Sam Darnold. Oh, man, all of those things like caused me to stroke out for a second. Uh, That's going to be a red light. And I'm not trying to diminish what the Panthers have done because they have a lot of weapons. I mean, Coquel, you called it. You said before the season started, you had a feeling about Darnold and Robbie Anderson back together, that Robbie Anderson was going to be a little bit of the, 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 the parachute for Sam Darnold, a little bit of that cushion for Sam Darnold, get him uh, integrated into that new team and that new situation. Situation and try and pull them out of that hell fest that was the Jets. And so far, you've been right. This has been really impressive. And it was last night magnificent. No. And the Texans feel like one of those teams that when you face them, they're always going to drag you down into the abyss and you've got to find a way to get the job done. And the Panthers did it, but I'm not quite ready, even at three and oh, to declare the Panthers NFC contenders. Are they contenders in the NFC South? I don't even know that. I just, I, I, I'm not really willing to go that route either. Like maybe, uh, but have they been the most impressive team to start the season, at least based on expectations? I think so. I'll at least give them that. But as far as uh, not only them being NFC contenders and Sam Darnold being the franchise quarterback, I need more than a three game sample size. I'm going to give that a hesitant red light. Yeah, they look good when McCaffrey was there. Now, McCaffrey getting hurt obviously yeah. obviously changes things a lot. Yep. Them. I mean, they were head and shoulders above David Mills and then and the Texans. I mean, <laughs> what? What happened? What did I say? Can actually, I, let's focus in on, uh, on Davis Mills' neck for a second, okay? That, like, that was incredibly, his neck... It's almost like a safety hazard. How do you not make contact with that if you're coming in to tackle him? His 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 trachea is like right there, exposed for for the hitting. I I don't know how any human functions with their trachea so exposed. I mean, there's not been a longer neck, and I saw Evan Cohen tweeting about this. There's been no longer NFL neck since Merton Hanks. Did you see when their head coach Cully put his hands on? his neck yeah put his hand usually like i grew up in long island anyone from new york knows that old italian way of two hands on your neck which are also like halfway in your face and a thumb in yeah your but this was all he was still only halfway up his neck with his hands there it was crazy it looks like his head's going to just like tip over. There's no way that neck it's so long. Like there's no way it should be able to actually support a human head like that. He's truly uh, a, a, a biological achievement in, in real life. And he's also not all that good at quarterbacking. Mm, what a pain in the neck. There's a reason most of us didn't know who he was until really now. And now we know him for his neck. Coquel, let's go to number two. 
All right, number two. This guy laid a big number two last week, but red light or green light, Jameis Winston will have a bounce back performance against the Patriots on Sunday. Uh, red light. And I hate to say it because we we're both on the record. We are pro Jameis, but you're right. He did uh, drop a big pile of steaming two on the field last week uh, in Carolina uh, fertilized that field. Uh, this is, this is not a good situation to have to have a bounce back against that front seven, especially against that front four. I don't think that Jameis is at a point right now in his tenure with the saints, uh, part two of his starting quarterback career where he has the fortitude enough to say, Oh, that was really crappy. Uh, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Even if it's the Patriots, uh, -uh. you look at the schedule and Sean Payton's probably just banging his head into the wall. I think if you're a saints fan, you're just assuming one and two this point. And, and then you're hoping to bounce back after that. But if Jameis is still the Jameis, I know Jameis is not bouncing back against the Patriots. We're going to have to leave that for next weekend. The only thing that could help him possibly and help the Saints is that if old smug face and he <laughs> and Mac Jones and Bill Belichick are looking ahead to the Bucks the following week, I know their game plan isn't looking ahead, but just, you know, that could start creeping into your head. And Brady started sprinkling those seeds into their head this week through his trainer and his dad, who of course has to speak up for him. And anytime there's an open microphone anywhere in near him, he has to talk about his son. Man, oh man, Tom Brady Sr. is like the uh, the the Patriots version of Jermichael Finley. It, it's it's truly fantastic. Uh, now, well, here's a conspiracy theory, Coquel. What if, like us, Tom Brady is pro Jameis and he by design has put his trainer out there. He sicked his dad on Bill Belichick. And this is all in an effort to distract in order for Jameis to have a bounce back. Now it would be weird because they're in the same division and that sort of undercuts my entire conspiracy theory. But these days, why not throw out a conspiracy theory? Half of America is going to believe it anyway, so I might as well just keep going with it, right? I'm off to Facebook with this conspiracy theory. I mean, maybe Winston left a note in his locker that Brady found when Brady took over the locker in Tampa. He's near FSU now. He wants the Knowles fans to embrace him. He's helping out Jameis. Tom Brady, Jameis, Tampa Bay connected. Clearly, that means you should not get a vaccine. <laughs> oh, all the dots connect to that main idea. I like this. Q Jameis. Q Jameis is my new religion. Coquel, number three. Before we do number three, get your damn vaccine. Let me make sure we're clear that that was yeah, a yeah. Get your vaccine. That was called satire. Right. All right. Speaking of old Tommy Brady and the Bucks, they play Matthew Stafford and the Rams. That game, red light or green light, is the must watch game of the week. Green light. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think at this point, Stafford, it looks frighteningly comfortable, frighteningly comfortable in Sean McVay's system. He's adapted to that offense almost seamlessly. Is Stafford the best quarterback of the league? No, but does he have a team where he can be maximized and he has infinitely better weapons than what he had in Detroit? 
Yeah, like the Rams are nasty. The Rams are tough. And the Rams also have the capability of when they're not playing their best, they can still find a way to win, unlike the Stafford version of the Lions. This is a completely new world for him, new realm for him. And then like Brady, how could you say no to watching him? How could you say no? I don't want to take this in. The Bucks are doing it whatever they want right now. Uh, they they are going to run rub shot. But this also then, you know what's going to happen is if the Bucks end up pounding the Rams, you know who's going to come out of the 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 shadows to say, "Told you so." Seventeen and zero. Our friend Dan Orlovsky, who we made fun of for an entire show three weeks ago for declaring that the Bucks could go seventeen and zero. I mean, we made it example of him we tried to drag his name through the mud and then guess who's going to start getting on his his 17 and 0 soapbox that guy so you know what brady might be worth the price of admission and brady might be must watch at all times now but hey tom brady senior listen up for the sake of my sanity with dan orlovsky damn rights i'm going with the rams i love it i'm gonna damn rights i'm gonna go with the rams as well all right kenny red light green light your former team, you know, we all know you're a diehard Dolphins fan, lifelong for the last <laughs> 10 years. Um, in his start against the Bears, in his first start, Bears QB, Justin Fields, will be the most impressive rookie QB in week three. Uh, I'm going to give that a red light because we all know who the most impressive rookie quarterback in week three is going to be. What was that? Check down McGee, Smuggy Face. Smug Face McGee. That's right. It's old Smug Face with the Patriots. Coquel knows that Smug Face could throw three interceptions. Uh, Smug Face could once again be shut out of the end zone. He's only thrown one touchdown pass this season, but we're going to make sure that everybody knows that Mac Jones is the best rookie quarterback. Mac Jones revolutionizing the game. He's so smug. He looks like Brady. He's Belichick's boy. So I'm going to have to give this a red light because we all know Coquel, that that's a silly question because the most accomplished quarterback, rookie quarterback in week three and every week from here on out is going to be Mac Jones, AKA media darling. He'll even be the best rookie quarterback next year. Yeah. Yeah. He'll never stop being the best rookie quarterback. Uh, I think Justin Fields is going to be a nice change of pace. You know, what's wild is that uh, me being a, a lifelong Chicagoan and watching all of the, the nonsense, the bears have thrown back there under center, Justin Fields already by default, is the most exciting quarterback the Bears have had in my lifetime. Uh, he's he's far and away the most athletic. He far and away is the most unique quarterback the Bears have ever had. Uh, he's already more exciting than McMahon. He's already more exciting than Grossman. He's already more exciting than Cordell Stewart. He's already more exciting than Moses Moreno and Jim Harbaugh. I mean, listen to some of these names I'm throwing out there, Coquel. Uh, it, it is it, it's really really embarrassing. The more that I say it, uh, to to see what and hear what this roster of quarterbacks has been. Don't forget Craig Krenzel in all of that. Don't forget Kyle Orton in all of that. Fine, Jay Cutler had a year, but Justin Fields is already the most impressive quarterback the Bears have had in my lifetime, and I stand by that. And I stand by wondering why my dog creeped into our studio. Very awkward of him. To that is 
why did you bring your dog to work? That is really speaking of dogs, though, on Sunday, uh, you are going to be at a place where it used to be dog racing. Now it's just a whole lot of awesomeness at all times. PBKC, you're going to be broadcasting live on Sunday. You're going to be holding all the cards, as they say in the business. I will. And I'll be there with J Mart, the one and only J Mart, because PBKC, your entertainment destination with no limit poker, table games, super simulcast exceptional dining and exciting events like the sports card and memorabilia show this Sunday. I'll be there. I mean, what more do you need than at real coach K being there plugging my Twitter while I talk about this event? That's just double testing. That's how good I am. So come see what else I can plug while I'm there. They have the sports card show this Sunday and the last Sunday of every month. But Coquel, how am I going to watch the football games if I'm at the sports card show? Well, don't you worry, my friends. They have over 500 TVs and the NFL ticket so you can watch all your games. Oh, but I like to drink during my games, Ken. Mm -hmm. So guess what I'm going to do, Ken? I don't know why I talked to you when I was supposed to be talking to myself, but I do that. We're like one in the same at this point. They have a full bar there and they have a full menu of food. So you can watch games, get drunk, make decisions on cards, buy cards, sell cards. Trade cards, punch Jmart, everything you want to do. It's all there at the Palm Beach Kennel Club. For more information, go to pbkennelclub.com. pbkennelclub.com and come join the endless fun at PBKC. Awesome, awesome. What else do we have here in Greenway, Kia, West Palm Beach, red light, green light, Coquel? Well, we'll just ignore the last question and I'll say, as a lifelong Dolphins fan, Ken, Jacoby Brissett will lead the Dolphins to victory over the Raiders in Vegas. You know what? I have a feeling about this one. I have uh, a, a, and I get this sometimes, a tingling in my loins uh, about this. Uh, What? (laughs) Excuse me? Uh, I... I have a weird feeling that the Derek Carr uh, black and silver train is about to have a little bit of an engine issue and the dolphins are out of nowhere going to come up with a positive result in Vegas on Sunday. I'm not saying that this is going to uh, turn the dolphin season into something where we say, Oh, look what we have here. This is going to be a a team that's going to compete for a a deep playoff run or, Oh, Jacoby Brissett. He actually, Actually, is the answer at quarterback for the Dolphins. But what I will say is there's no way that the offensive line can be any worse than it was last week. There's going to be an improvement there almost by uh, the law of averages. And I think that this has been a week of no nonsense from the Dolphins. I think they go into Vegas. I think they jump out to a quick lead. I think they weather a storm in the third quarter, early fourth quarter, and pull away. Jacoby Brissett will get his first win in a Dolphins uniform. I've given that a green light. I think the Dolphins. Dolphins win in Vegas. I think it's time for the Raiders to show that they are actually a team that can be fairly vulnerable. Not much has changed with them. Yeah, I think Brissett, and I'm hoping, you know, our Dwyer guy, our 561 guy, hopefully Albert Wilson, our 772 guy gets together. They connect for a couple touchdowns. Our Twitter feed at ESPN Top 63 can just go nuts and explode when they throw a touchdown pass to each other. It'll be super exciting. Maybe a reverse pass from Albert Wilson, throwing it back to Brissett. Brissett catches the touchdown. Like all these things that can happen. Because, I mean, you're in Vegas. Anything can happen in Vegas. Yep, you sure can. What are you? Are you getting paid by their tourism borough? What just happened there? I've never even been to Vegas. I'm so really I'm broke my whole life. <laughs> you can still be broke and go to Vegas. Board Atlantic City. 
<laughs> Atlantic City. Uh, I, I would not step foot in that hellhole if my life depended on it. Uh, what else we got, Coquel? Speaking of gambling, that's it for Red Light Green Light. In a minute, okay. you're going to tell us what's on tap, though, because I want to know what my plans are before we get out of here for the weekend. But gambling-wise in Florida, first time I moved down here, I was all excited. I'm like a giant kid. I think you've known me for long enough, whether I'm mm-hmm. in my 30s or 40s. Sometimes I get offered to get paid like a kid in my 40s. But I'm, I'm like a giant kid. I went to go. I went to go to drive down the road, and I saw an arcade, and I was like, "Oh, cool arcade!" I went in there, and it was like a filled smoke with like fake slot machines. What? What are those? I walked out right away. What are, what are those arcade things that people can just gamble on mini malls? Oh, that's really gross and skeezy. That sounds like a Treasure Coast thing. Yeah, they're all over the place. They're in Broward too. There, buddy. They're everywhere. But they say yeah. arcade in big letters. I'm just glad I found out and go walking in with my kids like, hey, guys, let's go play some Pac-Man. <laughs> I was just going to say Pac-Man. Here we go. Oh, God. Where are we? This is terrible. Uh, time now to get to what's on tap brought to you by Stormhouse Brewing. What's on tap is brought to you by Stormhouse Brewing. Stormhouse Brewing is a South Florida-inspired brew pub focusing on great beers, tasty food, and creating a unique atmosphere for all to enjoy. What's on tap? Stormhouse Brewing and uh, what's on tap? Well, tomorrow we have a college football triple header here on ESPN 106.3. It's going to start with Miami and powerhouse Central Connecticut State. If the Canes struggle with them, then Manny may actually be in big, big trouble there. Uh, That is going to be our our first of three. Then Kaiser University has Point University. Uh, That'll be here on ESPN 106.3. And then it is is going to be a Stanford and UCLA with our friend Kate Scott on the call with Golick joined in progress here on ESPN 106.3. So Kaiser and point tomorrow. That's a big matchup, Coquel. It is Kaiser bounce, trying to bounce back from their first regular season loss since their inception season. Now, don't get worried there, Seahawks fans. They lost to Lindsey Wilson, who's the national champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're and they're the number one team right now in uh, NAIA. So uh, again, tomorrow you've got Miami Hurricanes, you've got Kaiser, you've got Stanford, UCLA. We've got all the play-by-play for you right here on ESPN 106.3. And of course, Sunday you're home for Dolphins football in Palm Beach County. And the Treasure Coast is ESPN 106.3. We will have the Finns, we will have the Raiders, we will have Jacoby Brissett, and according to Coquel, we'll have Albert Wilson throwing a touchdown to Jacoby Brissett as well. That my vault of the year. It's going to happen. (laughs) That is what's on tap presented by Stormhouse Brewing right now. The ultimate game day experience uh, at Stormhouse Brewing. October 3rd, the Dolphins host the Colts. And uh, man, do they have a deal for you? You got to get in on this now or else you're going to run out of seats on the bus. You get a ticket to the Dolphins game. You get breakfast and a drink at Stormhouse Brewing in North Palm Beach. You get a free bus ride to the game. You show up, you tailgate, you get a crowler uh, at least into the game during the tailgate you get into the game and then after the game you get a bus ride back to north palm beach and you get an appetizer coupon and another drink at stormhouse brewing all of that for 125 dollars that's it 125 dollars no added cost it's all there for you i just laid out everything for you that is and and coquel what did you say what did you estimate you thought that that would actually come to if if it wasn't part of that package 943 dollars 75 cents Yep, that's right. He priced his he prices right at it, and Drew Carey says, "Yeah, I agree. That's right on. Over, under, 
over, under. Yep, that's right. Stormhouse Brewing, $125 for all that. The ultimate game day experience. And by the way, this weekend, college football, NFL, the only place in this area to watch because they're the only craft brewery with a damn food menu. It's awesome. It's Stormhouse Brewing, just a half mile south of PGA Boulevard, US 1, Crystal Cove Commons, North Palm Beach. Stormhouse Brewing, check them out online, stormhousebrewing.com. But they have all the craft beers brewed on site by their master brewer, trained in Germany, and their outstanding gastro pub menu. You don't have to Uber Eats eat. You don't have to eat beforehand. You don't have to pick up food before you go. It's right there, all in one place at the best craft brewery, the only craft brewery in the area with a food menu, Stormhouse Brewing. Again, check out stormhousebrewing.com. Uh, Coquel, you have high school tonight? We have high school tonight. It's going to be Cyrus Whitting and Jimmy Bell on the call. Cool. Cool. Post game and pregame. Excellent. Excellent. All right, Coquel. Uh, I love you dearly. I just want you to know that. Okay. I love you too. Forever and ever. Oh man. That was really, really uh, um, intimate. I appreciate that. I'm like a certain virus. I always come back. <laughs> oh, that's not good. Uh, so uh, I want to thank Kate Scott. You'll hear her tomorrow. She was a whole lot of fun. Check her out on the podcast. Ken Levicka live featuring Coquel for Coquel. I'm Ken Levicka. We've been live on ESPN 106.3.